Hello, I'm Dr. Doris Forte, and it is such a pleasure to welcome you back to the Visionarium Podcast, where ordinary people gain extraordinary vision. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. This is Episode 5 of our series called Get Brainwashed. Last week, we discussed our final category or pile of mental and emotional clutter. And as you continued to jot down the mental clutter that's been streaming inside your head, some of you have actually taken the next step and have begun sorting those negative thoughts into the appropriate piles. So far, we have eight piles. Resentment, anger, regret, loss, fear, worry, guilt, and shame. So today our discussion will center around how to manage these piles. But before we dive inside the visionarium, I just have to say this. Congratulations and well done to all of you who have been hanging tough and staying here for the full length of this series and have been doing the work. I know that this is not a cheery, oh, let's get the party on type of topic. We are rolling up our sleeves and getting down and dirty with the work of brainwashing. So you have earned my respect. And again, I say, well done. You're giving yourself a gift, a tremendous gift, one that will keep on giving, and you deserve an applause. Yay! So, having said that, let's dive inside the visionarium, and let's get busy. It takes a tremendous amount of confidence and courage to let go of the negative emotions that are bogging us down and making us feel stuck. Even when it seems obvious that the right thing to do is to get rid of these negative thoughts, for most of us, letting go is hard to do. So what I'm about to say to you is very important, and I want you to hear me and take it to heart. Move at your own pace. Respect your unique pace. If this is something that you need to do, then you will do it, or not. My experience has been that when I get sick and tired of being sick and tired, I begin to look for solutions. This process of mental and emotional decluttering is a solution. It may not be the solution for you, and it certainly is not the only solution there is. That is for you to determine at your own pace. The beauty of on-demand podcasting is that you can always listen to it again when you are ready and for as many times as you need to before you decide that it's right for you or not. No one else can make that decision for you. No one. So don't try to impress anybody with how strong and determined you are. It's not about people-pleasing. It's about you, and only about you. Custom-tailor your approach to you. Some people work best solo. Some people need more of a structured support, a close friend, a support group, 
a therapist. Understanding who you are and respecting that is getting what you need and taking care of yourself. So put those pieces in place. There have been times in my life when I've been more than able to work on a self-improvement project all by myself. There have been times when I've needed more help, a support group, a therapist, a friend who has agreed to be my accountability partner or just respond to my phone calls when needed. Sometimes we don't know what we need until we get started. So be flexible where that's concerned and don't get in over your head. And then there are some of us who know good and doggone well that this work is something that needs to be done. It needs to be done by them and it needs to be done now. But they talk themselves out of it. Ah, it's not that bad. Everybody's dealing with mental and emotional clutter these days, especially during a pandemic. That's just normal, part of being human. I have more important things to do. And I disagree with that. There is no more important thing to do than to take care of your mental and emotional well-being. I can't think of one. So I call denial on that. And denial is not just a river in Egypt. Denial is a coping mechanism that we use when we have been deeply traumatized by something that happened to us and is just too painful to face it head on or accept it head on. So in order to keep going, we deny the impact of the situation and we go into a state of denial. We minimize its impact by denying that it exists to the extent that it does or at all. You may literally be going through hell, but you bury your head in the sand and you say, this is not hell and I'm not hot. And in this way, you can continue to accept the unacceptable without having to make any changes. And if nothing changes, nothing changes. Because we can't work on what we won't acknowledge. But again, the decision to do the work or not to do the work is totally your call. But if you have decided that you want to live healthier, happier, and be more fulfilled in your life, letting go of mental and emotional clutter is exactly what we need to do. Because the mental and emotional clutter is distracting us and keeping us off track and off purpose. So let's take the next step in the emotional and mental decluttering process. This step is called the fell swoop. Have you ever heard that term, fell swoop, in one fell swoop? It's a term that is attributed to William Shakespeare. It appeared in Macbeth way back in the 16th century. Macduff said in Act 4, Scene 3, What? All my pretty chickens and their dam at one fell swoop. Macduff was lamenting upon learning that his wife and his children had been killed by Macbeth. Now this appears to be the earliest recorded use of the phrase, but who knows? They may have spoken that language all the time during Shakespeare's time. 
But I looked up the definition of fail swoop because it happens to be something that I say fairly frequently. A fail swoop is something that is done quickly, swiftly, usually without warning. It's fierce, savage, and it's ruthless. As ruthless as it may seem, we need to become willing to release things that no longer serve our greater good. If these things do not contribute to our feelings of well-being, joy, happiness, or worse, if they bring about a feeling of dread, if they don't add value to our lives or meaningful support or encouragement, then they're probably in the category of things that we need to let go of. And yes, that includes people, places, things, experiences, memories, rituals, celebrations, and events. Why? Why do we need to let go of all these things? Because releasing the mental and emotional clutter from our lives clears the path for us to find our way back to personal joy and happiness and fulfillment. And there are so many other benefits that are derived when we clear that negative clutter out. Eliminating unnecessary thoughts and fears and concerns helps reduce stress and boosts our self-esteem. It frees up headspace. You will feel calmer, happier, more in control of your life, more relaxed. You will experience improved focus and concentration, greater clarity, lower stress that promotes higher productivity. There will be a notable improvement in your mental and physical health, higher self-esteem, improved lifestyle and well-being, peace and serenity, better relationships. Ooh, I want some of that. How do I go about getting that? <laughs> Number one, pick a pile. We're not going to tackle all of our piles at one time. We're going to work through one pile at a time. It may take a while to get through each pile. But so what? It takes what it takes. The important thing is to begin. To begin now and to continue to make progress at your own pace. So pick a pile. You have eight piles to choose from now. You have resentment, anger, loss, regret, fear, worry, guilt, shame. Decide where you want to begin and pick a pile. The piles are comprised of the things that you wrote down on the list. The list is comprised of the chatter that was streaming through your head. And by the way, you may have noticed already that things are a lot less chatty inside your head simply because you have taken the action of isolating those thoughts and writing them down 
and you've taken it a step further by dumping them into various piles. So they're no longer inside your head. So the next thing you're going to do is dump this stuff all together and get it out of your life. So select one item from that pile that you've chosen and examine it. Imagine that you're sitting in front of that pile and you've picked one item out and it's, you're holding it in your hand and you're just kind of examining it. Just like you would if you were cleaning out a closet and you had a pile of shoes. You're going to look at that shoe and say, you know, I enjoyed those shoes. Is it really time to get rid of them? And you're just sort of looking at it. But you're going to get gut level honest about how you feel about that item that you're focusing on. Don't complicate it. Keep it simple. Keeping it simple is very important. We're going to keep this very simple. The keep it simple concept has been around throughout history. In design, in Alcoholics Anonymous, science, philosophy, religion, even in the Navy. In fact, the United States Navy is given credit for inventing the term. KISS is the acronym. And it was keep it simple stupid. But we don't call ourselves things like that. We're going to say KISS, but it's keep it simple, sweetheart. So we're going to make this process very simple. How simple is it? And this is the part that may seem ruthless. But this is the answer. It's as simple as yes or no. We complicate things all the time by overthinking it. And the reason that we usually overthink is because we're looking for another angle, a way to justify the poor treatment we have received. We tell ourselves, oh, they didn't mean that. I must have misunderstood. But you know what? They meant it and you did not misunderstand. It happened and it traumatized you. And out of that trauma, arose the negative scripts, the mental and emotional clutter that has littered your mind for years. So in step one of our decluttering process, we're going to look at KISS, keeping it simple, sweetheart, keeping it very simple. And in doing so, we are going to let go of people, places, and things that no longer bring us joy, that no longer serve to promote our greater good, and that no longer add value to our life or meaningful support and encouragement to us in our purpose. Let me tell you how simple it really needs to be. It just needs to boil down to yes or no. No in-betweens, no justification. You need to get in touch with your gut. And remember how to speak. Go to knees. Go to knees is the language of your gut. It is, in fact, the very first words that you learned to understand, no matter what culture you were raised in. 
yes and no. These two words saved your life many times. How did it save your life? Let's just say you were just learning how to crawl, right? You were all over the place, scooting around on the floor, and you came across this object, and you just picked it up with your little hands and put it in your mouth, and then you heard this sound coming in. No! 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 And that startled you into immobility long enough for somebody, the person that was screaming, no, to come over and take that thing out of your, your mouth or your hand. Or, let's say that you're a toddler now, and you toddled your way right to the edge of the curb, and you're about to toddle into the street. Somebody stopped watching you for a second, and there you go. And you hear, no, no, and you stop. All right? Likewise, let's say you're playing with your blocks, and you've erected this nice little structure and everything's so neat and you hear oh that's so nice yes baby that's so nice and you understand that that means yes yes is a good word and that's how you learn yes and no i mean i i could do better with examples but i'm just trying to make a point here so we can keep going and the point is that in every culture there's a word for yes and no, and those are the first words that we learn to understand. And that feeling of affirmation and negativity is in our gut. We know what yes and no means. And we need to make it that simple. We need to get in touch with that visceral, primal feeling of yes and no when we look at these objects and assess whether or not we're going to dump them on the curb or keep them in our life. The choice is ours, and that's a way to make it. It's important that we learn how to remember to get back in touch with our gut, in tune, intuition. Our body speaks Bhutanese to us all the time. It happens so quickly and so often that we don't even notice it anymore. But it's time to tune in and to pay attention again. Your gut speaks to you even before your brain has a chance to process. That's how primal it is. Some of the things that are toxic, that we've identified as unhealthy, chatter, will register a feeling of making you sick to your stomach. That's the only way I can describe it. It's a no, but it's in the gut. And it's a feeling of being sick to your stomach. It just isn't the way that you want to feel. It's just a matter of you cooperating with that. And once you've decided that an item of mental and emotional clutter definitely has to go, and you've taken it to the curb, if it feels bad being around it, then it's bad having it around in your life. And once you decide, and once your gut has spoken, be ruthless. Imagine that you are a sanitation worker hanging on the back of a garbage truck. 
When that garbage truck stops at your curb and empties your trash can in the back of the truck, that sanitation worker does not spend time on your curb going through your mess trying to sort through what's salvageable or not. The garbage is on its way out to the landfill. So as you go through your pile, just trust your gut. Use your words. Speak Gutanese. Yes. No. Yes means definitely this stuff is being dumped, discarded and dumped. No means maybe I'll work on something here. But right now all I know is the answer is no. Don't complicate it. Keep it simple. Anything else is taken to the curb in one fell swoop. Simple. Kiss it goodbye and go on with your day. And next week we will conclude our series on Get Brainwashed by discussing some maintenance tips that will come in very handy for after you've decluttered the mental and emotional debris. So this week, continue to work on your piles. Take your time. There's no rush. You have an eternity to finish this work. And we'll meet again next week and continue. So let's swim back up to the top and take a deep breath. Good work. Thank you for tuning in today and listening. And as always, if you have any comments or questions about this episode or any ideas for upcoming episodes, please drop me an email. My email address is thevisionariumpodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit our website at insidethevisionarium.com. Check out the section called After Images. Because this week I am going to post the positive affirmations that I mentioned. You'll find a file that you can download that has those affirmations, and I think you'll enjoy them. But you will also often find post-production notes and worksheets and other resources that relate to today's episode and more. As a VP, Visionary and Podcast listener, you can help us grow our community of listeners by inviting a friend to tune in as well. And thank you very much for that. So until we meet again, remember to focus on your dreams. Because you got to have a dream to make a dream come true. See you soon.